Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today we have two guests, which is a, a little different and I, I really like it, so this will be fun. Uh, today's guests are Dr. Sherry Friedrich, who is the Chief Psychology Officer at MetaTelecare, and Stephen Tipping, who's the Vice President of Operations. How are you both doing today? Doing great. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, doing great, Jared. Thanks for having us. Perfect. I'm, I'm really excited to have both of you. I think we should start rolling. Uh, let, let's start with, I guess, Dr. Friedrich. I'd love you to give the audience a quick one, two minute snapshot of your background. And then Stephen, if you could do the same thing, that'd be great. Great. So I am a clinical psychologist by training and the chief psychology officer here at Meditelli. My background is in lifespan development and um, my interests really fall with working with the geriatric population, uh, providing services and leading a team of clinicians, performing uh, psychological testing, assessments, and individual therapy services, as well as working with families of aging patients who live in the community, as well as in skilled nursing facilities. Great. I'm Stephen Tipping. I'm the VP of Operations with Medi Telecare. Um, my background, my education is in occupational therapy. Um, I did that for many decades um, in the therapy world. Um, and I came to behavioral health because I was always passionate as a therapist about behavioral health, um, not just the physical, the physical part of therapy, but also the mental capacity. And I saw a great need in our community and I'm happy to be aboard with Medi Telecare. Um, I oversee our operations in New England currently and am in charge of the operations as we launch this new platform for the community. Thanks both of you for the quick intros, appreciate it. And just so the audience knows, you know, this is like an ongoing, we talk with members of the MetaTelecare team. Ed's been on a couple of times and it's, he's really given us a good overview of really what you're trying to, to build over there what you're continuing to do, your growth. Uh, and then on the last episode, we talked a little bit about the launch of uh, Meditelli. And I want this podcast episode to focus a little more into that. Uh, so I'd, I'd appreciate if one of you could tell us more about the project. Also, why you decided to launch it, if you can. And then we can also go into some, uh, some other areas that kind of trickle down from, from that topic. Yeah, so Meditelli is a new project, new service line that we are really passionate and excited about growing. Uh, Meditelli really evolved during the pandemic when we saw a greater need for access to behavioral health care amongst a number of populations. First off, uh, the aging population, that's what we specialize in, working with older adults. And so we were finding that we were getting a lot of requests to provide outpatient ambulatory services to older adults who we had previously only treated in the long-term care sector. Um, additionally, there had been increased interest in nursing staff and uh, medical providers who were working on the front lines during the pandemic and found themselves wanting their own behavioral health and support. So we really developed uh, Meditelli in response to the needs of those populations. Um, additionally, families were finding themselves really isolated from loved ones in facilities. And so through the technology we use at Meditelli, we've been able to start to introduce service lines to families who have, as you probably know, been really struggling this past year as they've been isolated from their loved ones. 
Stephen, do you want to talk a little bit about the technology and about um, how people can access Meditelli in a, in a telehealth environment? Sure. Um, we, our app is either we can, you can log on to Meditelli.com or you can download it on the Apple or uh, Google Play Store. And um, you can log on and sign up. And we have a customer service rep that can get back to you um, within the day and get you started with our platform. Um, and it's, you know, as Sh Sherry said, it's, it's community-based, but it's also for our existing long-term care customers. So we're, we're super excited about this. So I did see it in the App Store, too. And uh, I think it's an, it's an Android, too, as well. It right? is. Google Play. Yep, Google Play. That's cool. Absolutely. Um, it, it's always nice to see both. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a rarity now when you see someone only doing one, but... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big Apple Apple guy, but I know there's people that also leverage Android and um, that, that's great that you, you included it in both. Can we, can we talk a little bit about, I think this was one of the, the things that we wanted to kind of dive into, right? Was um, access to the topic of access to care, which is obviously one of the big important, um, let's call it, a lot of people actually name it like a moonshot, right? Like how do we, how do we continue to improve access to care? Can you tell, talk us through a little bit how Meditelli uh, helps uh, like improve access to care? Well, there's, there's a number of ways that we improve access to care. I mean, first is just utilize, utilization of telehealth technology. That's huge right now. There's a shortage of mental health providers nationwide, and that, even, that problem even worsens when we're talking about caring for aging adults. A lot of people in the fields of psychology and psychiatry sort of cap their area of expertise at the age of um, 65. So we eliminate an entire population from receiving services. So telehealth allows not only the patient to easily access care, they don't have to worry about transportation, they don't have to worry about, um, you know, burdening family members with driving them for visits, no long waits, they can just, you know, reach um, out to providers from the comfort of their home. So that's one um, way that we really target access to care. The other thing um, that's so important though, is that we're able to really have a great team of clinical providers who are skilled at treating aging adults and with telehealth are able to do so without geographic boundaries. So no longer um, do we have to you know, find somebody who's working and living in a certain radius we can really reach out to our network of providers across the country to then have um, easier access to care and less of a wait before that first visit. That's so critical. Appreciate that. Uh, Stephen, is there anything before we jump over to the next topic uh, that you want to add to that? Um, no, I think Sherry hit pretty much all of our points and kind of why we thought this was a great opportunity for the community. Um, I think the only thing I would add is it also gives the community the ability to access behavioral health via telehealth um, in what I would consider um, quote unquote non-business hours. So, you know, if you go to a physician's office, they might only be open certain hours that A, doesn't work for the patient or B, they can't find family to transport them during that time because they're, you know, they're busy with their own lives or their own job. So this gives a little bit more flexibility for people in the community to access the necessary behavioral health that they that they need and deserve. That's a great point. 
Kara, do you mind if I jump in and add something? No, please, please add more. One of the things um, that's really unique about our services in terms of access is also our care coordinated model. So there's a lot of telehealth um, services out there right now, and that's really boomed, um, obviously, throughout the pandemic. But we have found for the patients that we're really treating and working with, they do need high touch. They need somebody on the other end of the technology to help them. This may be their first telehealth experience, their first time seeking care in this way, the first time using the technology in this capacity. So our care coordinated model um, puts a lot of resources in place behind the scenes so that the person doesn't become overly burdened or frustrated with the technology, but can actually reach a human being that coaches them through, that actually is there at the time of their first appointment to link them with the provider and make sure everything runs smoothly. Uh, so I think that that really improves our access when we are you know, working with a population that might find this approach to treatment really novel and could otherwise become easily frustrated and sort of give up. Great point. It's, it's definitely something that I really enjoy about our platform. Um, you know, a lot of people struggle with technology and us having that ability to help them navigate it is going to help decrease their stress and anxiety for you know, many people, they're coming to our platform because of stress and anxiety. We don't want to add to it. Um, so it's really a benefit of what we do, and I think we do it well. What, what's next in terms for uh, Meditelli? So this was, uh, how, how soon was this launch? This was not too long ago, right? The launch of no, Meditelli? No, we've been doing the work behind the scenes for the past year. It's only been a few months since we've released um, our first version of the app and have our um, browser base fully operating. Okay. All right. So you're, you're still, yeah, you're still in those early stages of the app. Um, although like, like you just mentioned, right. It's, it's not like, even though you just launched it a couple months ago, it's been a work in progress for, you know, about a year now, which, which anyone who understands software products knows that, uh, it, that that's, that's actually really good that you were able to get out that product, um, in, in that time period. Um, What's next, though, in terms of the platform? Uh, are there any like updates that you foresee in the in the near future, or anything else that you can comment on, kind of where where Meditelli is heading? Sure. Do you want me to take this, Sherry? Yeah, go ahead, and I'll jump so, in. Yeah. Some. So I think you know the the next logical step for our for our our platform, our you know our app, um, in our ambulatory services is the transition of care. So we're going to be able to use this um, with our, our existing business, our long-term care facilities, our skilled nursing facilities, our assisted livings, and be able to offer the facilities and the patients in those buildings the opportunity to continue their behavioral health services with us when they get discharged back to the community. Um, it's There's such a need and there's so much anxiety on the facility side when they take a patient and they are looking to discharge them back to the community, finding the necessary behavioral health services and coordinating that. Sometimes it holds up the discharge. And um, that's the last thing anybody wants. The facility doesn't want that and the patients don't want that, right? The patients are looking to get out as soon as possible. So we're, we're really happy to be being able to partner with our current facilities and offer this as a way to offer behavioral health to the individuals being discharged back into the community. Um, it also allows the patients, you know, when they're discharged back, there's times when they wait up to nine months for an appointment you know, or greater if there's a shortage of behavioral health in their region. 
Um, where our goal is we're going to have that continuity of services. They're used to something in the, in the facility during their stay, and we're going to be able to offer that immediately when they get discharged. Um, it's, it's exciting. Uh, I think our, our facilities, it's going to be a real value add for them. I think it's going to help uh, take the burden off their discharge planning. I think it's going to help their admissions process where they might be able to take patients that they may not have taken before because they're thinking discharge and the, the um, struggles it is to find community-based behavioral health. Um, I think it's going to help the facilities and the patients with decrease hospitalizations and you know, what I would consider unnecessary ER visits um, because we're giving them that access to behavioral health immediately. Um, I think the patients are going to like the continuity of care, that they're going to know that someone's following up with them very shortly after discharge. It gives them a softer landing because, you know, we're all readjusting no matter whenever we make a change in our life. So they're making an adjustment when they go from community to long-term care and long-term care to the community. So giving that softer landing and helping them through that transition is very beneficial to the patient. Um, it's, you know, like we said, no delay in services. There'll be you know, no waiting period or hoping, hoping my insurance takes this or hoping that this person can fit me in. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people get discharged to the community with um, home health care. And part of the regulations for home health care is that they have to be homebound. They can't leave, they can't leave to do things, you know, technically they shouldn't be leaving for appointments. So this gives us the ability to do the behavioral health in their home virtually with a um, much better time for them, what works for them. Um, so it, it, def it definitely is a benefit for the patient. And lastly, for, for MediTelecare and MediTele, you know, our mission is to consistently give people access to world-class clinicians that will help improve their quality of life. And I do believe this is the next step for us. This platform is gonna allow us to deliver that next step. We do it so well in long-term care, now we're going to be able to follow these pe people in the community, and uh, it's it's really really going to be groundbreaking for us. Thank you, thank you for that, Stephen. Had myself on mute for a second, and I All I right. wanted to talk, and I was like someone was holding me back. So uh, yeah, I really appreciate that, and and I appreciate both of you coming on. And uh, I doubt this will be the last time you actually end up coming on the podcast, right? We'll we'll put together some other episodes and some good content together. And I look forward to continuing here the story of what Meditelecare is doing, but also how things are going with Meditele and how that's allowing you to continue to execute upon your, your grand vision, right? So uh, thank you both for, for joining me on the podcast today and uh, look forward to having you back on soon. Anytime, thank you so Jared. Much, Jared. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.